Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm speaking to August Aguilar. Now, this is a fascinating conversation about the world of indie filmmaking and, and kind of more specifically horror films. I I mean, I enjoy a, a good slasher, murder, serial killer film just as much as, I guess, the, the next guy. You know, of course, there's people that, that don't like those as well, but... I always enjoy some of, uh, you know, some of those Friday the 13th, Halloween, all that kind of stuff. And and the unique thing about these films, uh, definitely when it comes to, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, the the ones that I, I already mentioned, is they kind of started out a little bit of a, a low-budget films. I know for a fact that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I believe the, the first the first one for sure was was pretty low budget, and I believe um, the the Halloween one was as well. Uh, but enough of that, about that. August actually runs a film studio called Strange Films, where he is the writer of the films, the director, the editor, does all this stuff. He is an, an indie filmmaker in a world that, like I just mentioned, is uh, is a pretty good one for an indie filmmaker. Um, he, he's going to talk a little bit about it, but the world of uh, scary movies is is kind of a, a good one um, for for somebody who who does currently make lower budget films because you know fans of of this genre kind of likes the you know the the lower budget aspect of of things and they're a little bit more forgiving of of uh, I guess those those technical limitations that uh, that having a lower budget provides. Um, he's going to talk about what made him want to start being a filmmaker, how he comes up with these crazy ideas for, you know, obviously some pretty macabre, morbid things uh, that he gets in these films and, and how in his real, real uh, life he's not uh, not all, all like that. So I, I really enjoyed speaking with him about just the passion behind filmmaking the big things that are are upcoming Uh, a new longer film just recently came out a lot of his films in the past have been you know in the eight minute to 25 minute range and he's got one that's that's almost uh full length Uh, i I believe it's over an hour so he's going to talk about that um i i I really enjoyed speaking with him whether you're a fan of, of scary movies or not really we don't go that deep into into any of the films um, other than kind of a synopsis so i think that even if you don't like those you're going to learn a lot about the the process of filmmaking this week so without further ado here is august aguilar i'm here today with august aguilar mr aguilar how are you hey i'm doing well thank you man i appreciate having me well i appreciate you joining me if you would just introduce yourself yeah so uh, my name's august uh i am the uh, director of strange film studios um it's a multimedia production company so we make uh, original films and we do music projects, art projects, uh, comic books. We have podcasts. It's just kind of all these things I'm interested in. I just try to create original content through um, strange films. Um, our, 
mostly were branded with like the horror uh, like horror genre and bizarre mm-hmm. and uh that's like our most popular genre so we kind of we stay in that lane quite a bit but we definitely do a lot of different things outside that genre as well so yeah you know that's amazing and what made you i, I guess what what started your interest in filmmaking entertainment and then i guess to a, a more specific level into the the horror genre yeah it's a it's kind of a long journey i mean um ever being ever since being you know a kid i always had a pretty mu- pretty big imagination um interest in writing a lot uh cameras and stuff and f- movies of course so it's like mm-hmm. kind of was dabbling with a lot of that when i was a kid uh in high school you know you start making like home movies with your friends and family and you know you learn basic basic editing and stuff like that and kind of the techniques and which is interesting and and then college um was where i studied mass communications and broadcasting and i learned uh we were in i was in a radio tv and film program so that's kind of where i got the meat and potatoes of all the the tech you know technical side of things and how to actually write screenplays and everything like that so um in college is where i really peaked with like my passion with wanting to make movies and stuff i remember like saying in high school i would love to be a director one day but it wasn't until college when i was like wow this is this is something i can actually do but uh it wasn't until i guess um two years after college i was working the news and i didn't haven't done any filmmaking or anything like that in the two-year gap there but it was uh there's an ad here in knoxville uh tennessee for the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, and I just moved to town, so it was kind of one of these calling cards. I thought I was just like, "Wow, that, that would be really cool to make a horror movie," and uh, kind of pitched that idea with my dad, Frank Aguilar, and uh, we wrote this story together, and we shot it together, and then we made our first movie. And um, there's a short film; it got a lot of good reception, and we had a lot of fun doing it. And we just didn't stop from there. Kind of just was like, mm. "Oh, let's make another movie." And then um, the horror, the horror element to everything was like yeah i started off with the horror film festival but i didn't really get into like the horror genre like specifically as far as my interest goes until like like college and whatnot like i never really liked horror movies when i was a kid so it's just kind of funny now that i do a lot of horror movie like material and i love it now but uh it's a, it's a great genre to be in because it's got such a big community behind it too there's a lot of people who support independent horror films and that's a lot of fun yeah you said that you know you're your interest in, in movie making peaked in college. I hope you're still on that peak or there's another summit. You're not coming back down. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know, I just meant by uh, just seeing like the potential of movie making in college. That's kind of like where I was like, whoa, it wasn't like whenever I um, kind of got the bug again, it was like another height just to be like, whoa, this is I'm doing it and, and whatnot. But I'd say at this point in my career, yeah, I've been really doing this thing for uh, about six, almost seven years now, coming up in, a- in April with Strange Films. And I'm still like getting just as I'm getting more and more excited with every new thing I'm putting out, you know, especially our newest project and everything. So it's like uh, I- I'm not I haven't hit a peak as far as like what I really want to be at one day. I just know that it gets more exciting and I know I'm growing as a creator. Um, my content's getting better in quality every time. So that gets really exciting for me. Yeah, no, I understood. I was just giving you a hard time, but <laughs> I, uh, I wonder too, with, with strange films, you talked about, you know, you're multifaceted, you do all these different things. Um, you know, and the company does too. And you talk about it kind of, you, you go in a lot of genres, but it kind of focuses on horror. Does it, 
is it more specific in that area? Because I know, you know, in that world, there's slashers and alien mm. movies and monsters and all this type of stuff. It, do you have a, a kind of a specific niche in there, too? Or is that not as as specific? No, I'd say the um, it's not as specific in the horror genre. I like to call it like more bizarre than anything, because we have movies that are like creature features. We've got movies that are like serial killers uh we've got the slasher kind of movie we have movies with aliens we've got uh all kinds of different like different kinds of horror and a lot of it's not so in your face a lot of it's kind of slow burning or like character built um and whatnot but it it's it's cool to play it like that because you can just it's like a big playground of where you can go in the horror genre and um you know some of those things connect a lot all of our films technically share are living in like a shared universe so it's mm-hmm. kind of like some of them connect more than others some most of them are standalones and whatnot but um it's it's cool to have all those different things because if i ever want to go back to it i've got a world and characters i've already built and established and i can kind of build more on top of that and you know so um so yeah it's it's a it's a mixed bag as far as like the the horror genre but that's what's exciting i think it's a lot of fun uh playing around with any kind of style you want so are you the one that does most of the you know you said that you did it with with your dad you and your dad are you guys the one that does most of the writing are you does people bring you you know ideas that you then either go with or pass or is it kind of all just in-house when it comes to that stuff i'd say um so I'm in Knoxville. My dad's in Philly, uh, where I'm originally from. And so we both kind of operate in both cities. And I do a lot of the right. I do all the writing and producing and directing down here. He does a lot of writing and producing up there. Um, so there's probably like a quarter of our films that he's like written and produced. And then I will come up there and shoot um, and direct. And then uh, everything else, if he's not down here, I'm writing, producing, producing and directing uh, down here. Uh, so it's a lot of it's it's mostly me. My dad will, uh, like I said, write some stuff every once in a while. And, and we've put out some great films under his uh, writing and producing. Um, but uh, I get pitched a lot of ideas, too, you know, from all kinds of people. And there's been a couple close like, I don't know, deals or just collaborations. I've worked with people just to, um, you know, try to adapt their script versus, you know, me writing my own. And um, mm-hmm. but that it hasn't come uh it hasn't come together just yet i covid put a lot of pause on um on some of those conversations and everything and then i had a son and that that took some time off and everything so um so now it's 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 all of it is our original work um but we something in the future i'd like to do is adapt you know someone else's script or something like that so those conversations are still being had uh just depending on the right time and how to produce and realistically make that happen. But uh, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. And congratulations on the, on having the, the sun. Thanks. Um, thanks. Yeah. And I want to, I want to ask you too. I want to kind of ask you early in this interview, tell us a little bit about some of the films that you, you have created. Cause obviously they're kind of your, your baby, if you will, because you know, you just talked about how involved you are. So if you would, I know that you've done a, a ton, but if you can highlight just a, a couple and uh, kind of what they're about so people kind of know what they're getting into and they, they see a strange films. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot uh, and they're all available on like YouTube and our website, strangefilmstudios.com. Um, but it's uh, so we've got something. One of my favorite films we've done is called uh, Raven. It's uh, about uh, it's about an older man who 
used to be a serial killer when he was younger and he uh he never got caught um but you know as he got older he got really sick and he's like pretty much dying of like cancer and he's got he's shaky he can't like really move that well he's being taken care of by like a home nurse and stuff like that um but his uh his thing that he always liked as far as serial killer is just like dark hair on on uh, women and stuff like that so and he always used uh, his hands to to strangle and whatnot so he was called the raven hair strangler back in the day but again never got caught so flash forward to him being an older man who's not in good health he uh, uh there's these two women who happen to get like an airbnb next door and they have the the dark hair and everything it's just kind of like a flashback of like this this uh he knows he's dying and he's just like well in his mind he's like i'm gonna go for it one more time so it's kind of like an older man now gets out of retirement of being a serial killer and tries to tries to you know uh get one more kill under his belt before he goes but so that's the premise of that it's and it ended up becoming one of our most popular movies um uh you know we got another film that's not so intense we've got a film called center city it's a shot and are all in philadelphia up in philly and it's a black and white film noir it's uh kind of like a jazz it's all original jazz music it's a shot it shoots like beautiful things around the city uh it's about a, a hit like a i should say a hit woman uh who is uh trying to find her mark as a part of a contract and you know you find she finds her guy and you know she uh she has to take him out and stuff like that but it's it's not so it's really not like an intense like it's a it's a fun ride it's but it's really just beautifully shot and i think it's like a really it's a lot different from what our other stuff is but uh you know and then we've got i'd say our newest ones which is a slasher film it's called he comes to kill and it's really kind of like my take on uh, michael myers and halloween and it's Mm. just like it's your standard you know serial killer like madman escapes an asylum and wreaks havoc on the town and everyone is reacting around that so there's a lot of different variety um but i say the common theme through all of our movies is you're gonna find we've got i'd say the most interesting kind of characters um and quirkiness to it as well there's a lot of humor in our movies as much as it can get really weird and like strange and horror um but there's a lot of like really memorable characters and i love to give the uh, the power to all my actors to just go in any direction they want with those characters so i think that's probably the most exciting thing about all of our movies you're going to find someone or something about that's pretty unique or quirky or interesting that's uh, a lot of fun to watch yeah no they those all sound interesting for sure i i, I like kind of the you know, it, it really isn't all just one thing. There's a lot of different a lot of different things coming out. So that, that's really exciting. And I do want to ask you, too, you, you mentioned it a little bit ago about how there's really kind of a built in fan base or a built in following when it comes to, you know, smaller film or smaller studios, horror films. So I feel like that makes it a little easier in that space. But that is the question. Do You think it's easier as a smaller studio to create horror films rather than you know, love stories that would probably be, I mean, you could probably make them cheaper given that there's not, you know, any special effects or makeup or anything to those uh, other than, you know, regular type things. I just wonder, is it easier to make horror films just because there is such a, a, a base for that? And there is so many, you know, very famous movies that originally was just a very low budget, low budget film to start out with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, 
whether if it's outside of horror, I think it really just depends on the writing and direction, which again, it, it's uh, like you said, it can be very cheap to make and everything like that. But like those indie dramas and comedies, it's it all really depends on how well the writing and directing is and actors um, to, to make that work. But what's great about the horror scene, uh, whether it's on a zero dollar budget or few thousand dollars or whatever these these smaller scale independent projects they're so forgiving because horror is one of those things that people can just have fun with you know they can laugh at they can share you know movie nights with and even if it's so cheesy it's bad or so cheesy and bad it's good it's like that's like the kind of style that horror filmmakers can really find themselves in um and it, it and it develop develops like cult followings through that, you know. Like you know, there's a lot of horror movies that are are really just terribly made, but they just they still get tons and tons of screenings and love on them because it's one of those terrible movies that you have to get all your friends and watch on Halloween, you know, or something like that. So, I think it is definitely a very forgiving genre, and it's such a great like. The more I get into the horror community, it's such a great community to be in because everyone is just so like kind to each other they want to share movies the love of horror they love getting all you know spooky and everything like that these horror conventions are so fun to be at you know you've got every kind of walks of life who just loves that genre um and you know you're gonna always have those people who look at indie films and if they're not on like a big budget or something like that or if they're a little cheesy they're, they're like a little snobbish towards them because they expect more out of filmmaking or something like that but i think generally people who think that movies are fun and whatnot and and especially when they see regular people just making movies that's that's probably more you know exciting and and definitely uh following behind yeah no i like that and that kind of brings up a good question of because there is so many you know scary movies that are just goofy you just watch it because it's goofy so i wonder when it comes to making them obviously there's you can go both ways but do you always take yourself seriously on it or are you ever like, this is just a pretty cheesy film and I hope people just enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's one of these things where I, I write intentionally where um, I do take it serious, but I'm not afraid to get cheesy or I'm not afraid mm -hmm. to, to be a little goofy. You know, I will mm -hmm. take it very serious in hopes of like cinematically and uh, you know, writing and everything that I, and, and you know, how I direct it is a very, serious approach to filmmaking in general but like there's definitely moments where on set you're like man this is just too funny to to not like do or you know you're getting something that you didn't expect and it's and it may be a little cheesy or weird or whatever but it's just such a funny moment and something that can uh really take the film to another level because there's there's as much as people love being like scared in a movie people love enjoying laughs and stuff like that and seeing these little quirky things that makes them feel memorable so i'm i'm definitely like not afraid to be cheesy or like add some quirkiness to it um i just like to but i still take it very serious too so um there, and you'll see that in pretty much all all of our films somewhere yeah yeah you talked about you know all of these different stories that, that you've created how do you come up with these ideas because obviously there's some 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 ideas that are are a little bit uh i don't know macabre so where's that where's that live in your mind yeah it's weird i you know because i'm a very like happy positive go lucky guy I try to be you know and and you know i don't you know when you take like 
really bad stories on the news and stuff. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch sometimes when things are going on in the world and, you know, true crime scares me and things scare me. And I think that's what sometimes like will spark an idea, like something that's like so bizarre of a imagination or something so real that could happen, Mm -hmm. uh, unlikely to happen, but it could happen. Like those are ideas that kind of spark sometimes. And a lot of it's just, you know, like these, like the creature feature stuff is just like, I love monsters, you know, and I love like, those old school movies and everything in the eighties and stuff like that. So that's just kind of like, Oh, I'd love to make my own monster movie or I'd love to make my own uh slasher or something like that. But um yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's, I've had stories where uh like I was walking my dog a few years ago and it was in this kind of this nice suburban area. And I heard some hammering on a house like outside. And for some reason, my, my imagination took me to being like, like I knew it was someone just like working on something, but my imagination took me like, what if that was someone inside like this really nice home, this nice neighborhood. And instead of it, someone like hammering on something, working on something, but it's like someone banging for help and they can't get out, but they're trapped in this nice neighborhood and, and no one thinks anything of it because it's just, you wouldn't think that, you know? So I was like, that'd be a really interesting idea. So I wrote this movie called my good neighbor about this serial killer who lives in, this nice little neighborhood and he like it op- the movie opens with this like really dark scary room and he's just like playing around with this guy essentially like he's in captive and, and you know at the end of the movie when he has an alarm clock that goes off to show that he needs to go outside to check the neighbors or something or like you know when the neighbors are coming out just to make an appearance he comes out it's all happy music it's a nice neighborhood and stuff like that and he said he weighs high to the neighbor and then he goes back inside back to his little terror room so it's kind of one of those mm. you know something like that just randomly happens you know so um i think uh sometimes it's just truly like imagination or like i think of one random thing and i'll try to just jot it down and i'll come back to it or you know i'm influenced a lot by other movies and uh you know different kinds of characters and stuff like that so just kind of i let it just come naturally i don't try to force ideas once i get excited about mm. an idea that's where i try to really build it yeah yeah and, and I, I mean i talked to a ton of authors so i know the process of that type of thing but when it comes to a script and i'm sure all of them are different based on just how inspired you are at the moment but how long does it normally take to from the ideal and starting to write to actually getting getting things rolling uh that depends too you know um i've had things where i've written a whole film in a day like you know a lot of my f- movies before the, my newest one uh, they're in the short form or short filmmaking. So it's like kind of like anywhere from it could be five pages long or it could be 30 pages, you know, um, and depending on what that idea and how excited I am, I can whip one out like in a day and just kind of simmer on it and go from there. Um, and then other times it, it will take me a few weeks to kind of get a script together because I'll, I'll start it off really strong, but then I get stuck somewhere. And, you know, so it's that process can take a little bit like um, like this new movie it's an hour long. So it took me, I think probably about four or five months to finally get like a draft that I was excited about. And then from there it took about two months or a month, month, month and a half to get everything cast and find all the locations and everything like that. And then two months of, uh, shooting and then like a month of editing. So it was kind of like, that was a whole process. Like, uh, that was like an eight month, you know, thing, but, um, I, I'm fortunate enough to whenever I put like a casting call out or something like that, it's really easy to get cast. So these shorter stuff, like I'll, these shorter films I'll do, um, 
like I said, if I write something, it takes a week to get that done. If I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. I have a location in mind. I can do this, you know, on just a few bucks or whatever. I know it doesn't require too much. I can put that casting call out, get a cast. I could probably film it the next weekend in a day or something like that. And then mm. depending on the editing, you know, how intense it is or whatever, uh, that could take just a few weeks or a month or a few days, you know. So it's uh, I, I've whipped things out. In a week, I whipped things out for two week challenges I had to do. Um, most of the time, my turnaround time is like a month, two months. And so, yeah, just the process can vary just depending on what kind of film it is and uh, how big and ambitious it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's awesome. And you talked about kind of the the casting call. How does how do you how do you get your people? Is it do you have a lot of the same people in different movies? Or is it all new people every time? How do you find these people? How does the casting call work? Um, mostly through Facebook. I, mm. I follow a lot of different, uh, Facebook groups, um, you know, for actors and filmmakers and stuff. Uh, Knoxville has a pretty good film scene. So, mm. you know, in the Knoxville filmmaking page, I can post there stuff like that. Um, but I've, since I've kind of had my brand out here for so long, people are already looking at that and following it. So when I do post something and they see me attached to it, they're like, you know, they're, kind of ready to go and wanting to put their name in the hat for it. But I will say um, I try to, for every project, get new people involved. Um, mm. Definitely all my films, you'll see some familiar faces uh, just because I've had wonderful experiences working with them. Um, some are family, some are really close friends. Uh, some are just really brilliant actors and they just bring something new to the table every time. Um, so you'll see familiar faces throughout the whole catalog of it. But most of the time, every film, I try to get new people because the more people I can bring into what I like to call a strange films family, the more audience I'm going to be able to get as well, because all their friends and family are going to be excited for what they're doing. Um, you know, everyone that's been previously involved with it and coming back they're they're excited again. And, you know, you get wider reaches every time we make a new movie. So I definitely try to bring new casts. And what actually one thing I like to do is I like to I like to try to bring in people, not not a whole cast of them, but maybe one or two people who have never acted before, because I think it's a really interesting process. You've got to have someone who's really passionate about like wanting to act, though. You can't just like bring somebody who doesn't care, you know, um, because uh, I've worked with some people who've never acted before and they blew my mind, like how well they they did, you know, and that gets that kind of starts a like a bug, it, you know, it, it, they get really excited. Now they're acting in other movies and they're being a part of other films and uh, wanting to be in my movies again. So that's really exciting when I get to have that opportunity. It hasn't worked all the time. I've had people who's coming who's never acted before and it clearly shows. But <laughs> but there's uh, there's definitely times um, a lot of times I'll bring in a couple of actors who've never acted before and it just it works so well and they they find a new little passion that they're really excited about. So that's kind of, yeah, it's a whole mixed bag. I try to try to switch it up, you know? No, I think that's, that's awesome for sure. And I want to ask too about, you know, the, the end result when it comes to these films, obviously you're so involved from literally the beginning of the idea to the final edit. So are you, once it comes out and everything, are you able to actually enjoy these films? Are you able to watch them for what they are? Or do you watch and say, oh, I should have shot this a little differently? Or why is that like it? Or how do you look at the films once they come out? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, it's a bo it's both. I, I watch. I love what I make. So I'll rewatch them. Um, 
and I, I have a lot of fun rewatching them, especially if like I'm showing someone a movie or something like that of mine and we're watching it together. Like that's exciting to me. Um, but uh, I definitely will look at these films and I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have done that. I learned something from here. I, now I would do this differently. You know, like my earlier films, especially, you know, I like I was, I'll watch my very first film. I'm like, man, if I just would have known what I know now, I probably could have made that a lot better time management, you know, the technical stuff, everything, you know, even my newest movie, like I'll get, I, I love watching it for what it is, but there's parts of it where I'm like, Oh man, if only I just was, it had a little bit more time here. I didn't run out of sunlight there, you know, like just stuff like that. And I'll, I'll always feel like that with, because I think, Every film is a learning process. I, I definitely grow every time I make one and I and I uh, will get I'll find I'll, I'll learn like what not to do for things, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And, you know, so um, but I definitely enjoy watching them. Like I just watched a, one of my old movies a few days ago. Haven't seen it in like a while. And I still got like a laugh out of it. Still got the ex- excitement behind it and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I, but uh, I, I don't. I sometimes I won't look at them for a while, you know, I kind of once it's out, I'm like, all right, now I can get that off my mind for however long. But when it's time to revisit them, I, I still enjoy them. I just, I'll still always kind of critique myself, you know, when I'm watching these things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So are you always behind the scenes? Are you ever in front of the camera? No, I'm not in front of the camera, but it's funny because more people are asking me to be a part of some of their films as far as an actor's go, like acting goes. And I've kind of dabbled with that idea for a while just to try it you know i've never really been one to do that i did a couple on-screen stuff in college but like i uh, i don't know i uh, i say well put you you know if you want me to audition i wouldn't mind auditioning for something i wouldn't want to take like a major role just maybe something small just to kind of start uh Mm -hmm. but uh i think it would just depend on my mood how i'm feeling uh doing it and how excited i was about the project but i think i want to try it you know i want to try at least once and see if it's something i get excited about I'm really self-conscious on camera and stuff. So it's kind of like, that's another element to it. I'm like, ah, I don't really, what if they look, what if they shoot it this way? And I feel like I hate my, how I look, and, you know? <laughs> so what if I'm having a bad hair day or something or my facial yeah. hair, you know, I, I'm always like thinking like things like that. So, yeah. um, but mostly, I mean, a hundred percent of the time I'm behind the camera unless I'm doing like interviews or live shows or something like that. No, I got you. Well, more more to come there, maybe. But I wonder too, because I've I've talked to people in the in the entertainment world, other people that have done kind of everything before. And I always like to ask this question. And hopefully, I'm not going to take your answer. But the people that are writers, producers, directors, and do it all. So I always like to ask, if you could only do one, which one would you rather do? The funny answer that I've gotten before was whatever one I'm not doing right now, because when I'm doing one, I hate it, and then I move on, and I hate that one. So what? Uh, which one, if you had to just pick one, what would you be doing? Um, I think hands down directing. I, I would, you know, I, I love the element of directing a whole cast and crew and kind of how to arrange a set, how to arrange what I'm looking for and and guiding actors. I mean, you know, you, you start the first shot is always the very hardest because I'm nervous. Everyone's nervous. You know, it's always kind of like, how do we even start? You know, we just got to start. And then it takes a few takes to kind of get comfortable. But once you do it, it's like every take, you're just pulling a little bit more out of somebody and you're kind of really seeing what you're actually even trying to accomplish. And I just love that whole process. It's kind of like 
or orchestrating a, a circus or something. But I, and I love that. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I get really, really passionate about people and, and, and the story we're trying to make and everything. And so I would definitely love to just direct if I had to, because, uh, I most of the time I'm a one man band. So it's like, I'm, I'm running the audio. I'm setting the lights up. I'm running the camera. I'm directing, I'm doing all this stuff. And I've had shoots where I've had people to do that for me and I can just direct. And that's like where I can really focus on everything and make sure that we're hitting everything that we need to hit um, and not missing anything also. Um, But yeah, no, I, I would definitely choose directing if I got to choose just one role for the future. Yeah. So, I mean, and it very well may be the same answer, but what is, uh, which part of the process do you think is the most, most difficult? Mm, directing is difficult. I'd say though, um, I'd say editing is mm. probably the most difficult though. And I love editing. I really do. It's, uh, I'm actually, I take pride in how I edit. Um, I've won a few awards for best editing and stuff like that. Uh, I used to edit in the news. I'm, I'm a quick editor and stuff like that, but it is still the most frustrating and challenging part, I think, because it's just like you can have great footage or performances or whatever. But if your takes don't exactly match every take beforehand or if you're, you know, you missed that one little shot that you needed to help transition something it is like how in the world do I get this, you know, done? How do I get this scene finished? You know, and it's like. I mean, sometimes I'll sit there for hours and hours and hours with like a 10 second, like little segment of a movie that I'm just trying to just get right so I can watch it, you know, um, and that and that that's a very frustrating, you know, experience sometimes. But once you get it done, it's the most fulfilling moment. You're like, whoa, all right, finally got that done. And it, it yeah, but uh, I'd say editing is probably the, the biggest challenge just because it's it can go so many ways and. And I've seen a lot of films who have great footage, but it's poorly edited. And that's that's a shame, you know, so you got to be really, really like particular and focused when it comes to editing. And there's so many different layers, I think, too, as far as your music, your sound effects, you know, mm. the audio, how to, you know, if you're going to use effects on anything, it's just uh, how to transition. It's just there's so many different layers. And um, you look at that timeline, it's so messy. And, you know, you're like, cool. But, but, um, but yeah, no, I, definitely editing is the, the most challenging. Well, that that makes sense to me. Just in in podcasting, editing is definitely the least my least favorite part. And I couldn't imagine, you know, having the just like you said, the effects and the picture, just the audio side. I don't it's it can get a little challenging. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me at all that uh, editing is is where uh, where the struggle comes. So, you know, we've talked about all these different things with your films. Tell us maybe something about filmmaking that would surprise people. I think the biggest surprise is just how much work's involved with it. You know, people think like, oh, you wrote something like and you shot a movie. That's awesome. But it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, because like it, it, but the amount of time and effort and energy you put into making something is just incredibly difficult. I mean, you know, you just because you have something written down doesn't mean it's going to translate exactly how you you write it. You got to you know, find between finding locations and getting your cast together and like who's going to help out with your crew and um, any props you might need, how to feed your crew and get, make sure they have refreshments. And, you know, it's just like all these little, little, little things that you don't think about. And then when you get on set, even though you have all this preparation, it's just 
now it's so much up more work because you know one little dialogue thing you know between like actor a and b you know you might have to shoot that four or five times for one angle just to get that right and then you gotta turn around and do that same thing you're trying to do four 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 or five more times with this character that way you have both angles so mm. that could take they could take 10 minutes if they're really good that could take 45 minutes because we just it just you had to pull it out of them you know some of these things take so much time too it's like you know i've been on shoots where 12 hour days easily you know i've been on shoes where we wrapped it up in two hours four hours you know um mm. so i think it's just so many different elements to it that a lot of people aren't prepared for when they think about filmmaking they're just like oh yeah we'll we'll just uh get a camera and come out here and shoot this and but it's like i think unless you're really thinking about it and making sure you're checking all those boxes like it's just uh it's a big big task it's very very overwhelming sometimes um and you can get really stressed out especially if you're trying to get it done um when things are like you know challenging you in a way where you're feeling like it's uh not working so it can be very stressful i've i've heard horror stories on sets where people their directors are just losing their minds and you know just making everyone else stressed because they they can't figure it out you know you can't mm. lose your cool on set so that's that's another big thing just the the mental toll it can take on you um when you're trying to make this thing mm. yeah, that all that all makes a lot of sense and i want to kind of transition away from just the films because you talked about so many other things you do this is your opportunity to kind of plug some of the other other things outside of just uh the films yeah sure um i'd say there's a couple big things that we really push one is the comic books so i started out making comics uh back in 2019 Really, the idea was we had this really successful little indie horror short called Cindy's Birthday Party. And uh, I was like, I don't know, I was big in the com I'm still in the comics, but like I just was I just had this idea. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to make our films like a comic book? Because I, I always like the idea of comic books being made into movies, you know, and and whatnot. I'm a huge Marvel fan and stuff. And and um, so I was like, we, we should make our movie into a comic book. And that's kind of where that idea started. Um work with my great friend tim Severo. uh he does my logos for everything and so i worked with him and we uh made this comic book out and we adapted cindy's birthday party into a comic uh so that got exciting we made a second one based off another film called passenger and i just put out a new one called uh, pandora uh worlds within and we have a film called pandora but it's not exactly adapted from the movie this time it's more of like a fantasy adventure um kind of like a multiverse kind of deal and it's really colorful and trippy and all kinds of really cool imagery in it um so i really love doing the comic books because i can tap into a new audience as well with that um every comic you can can see at the end watch the movie or whatever watch how this was inspired from and um i've, I've met a lot of new fans through my comics before they knew my movies. So I, I really love comics. I think they're a lot of fun and I want to keep making them as the, the, the years go on. It's uh that, but that's a very uh, costly uh, process doing that. You know, it's a, it's a big project to take on that can take a while. Um, and then the other part is podcasting. I love podcasts, you know, so I, I have, we have a strange films podcast. Um, it's uh it's actually fairly new. I kind of started doing, I was doing, I've been doing interviews for years and I just kind of upload them on YouTube, but I kind of, recently i started uh, another podcast with one of my other filmmaking friends and it's more of like a comedy and we talk movies a lot on it but it's it's not really a strange films podcast but we were doing that for a while and we, we still are um 
and I was like, ah, I start. I need to start just uploading all my interviews, and I can just do strange films, up, strange films updates, and talk to all my strange films people and do commentaries and stuff like that, and just make it on its own podcast platform, you know. So, uh, so we got strange films podcast on Spotify and Apple, um, and uh, we have it would be nice on on all the streaming platforms as well. And that's so I do a lot of podcasting. I like the comics, and uh, yeah, any anytime I can think of something different outside of movies, I'm. I want to try to take it on because I think it's really cool. Like I actually, one of the next things I want to work on is a novelization of one of our movies. That way I can really flesh out of like, you know, why everything happened and how it started and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome for sure. And, you know, you talked about obviously your dad's involved and you said some families involved is your family completely along for the ride. Are they, are they always excited about all this or is it like, Oh man, he's, He's going back into some something crazy here. Uh, no, I've, my family, I've got 110 percent support, you know, with my family. Um, my brother, he's involved with all like a lot of my movies. He's he's acted in a few of them. Um, he's a star. A lot of them. Uh, my sister, she's been in a music video that I shot, you know, and she helps out with things. Uh, my mom, she's my biggest fan. She loves everything I do. I get a lot of critique and uh, I share my excitement with her about everything. We talk about it and she gets all the early sneak peeks of the movies and stuff like that. Um, and then um, I, so I, I have uh, two dads, you know, one, my my uh, my dad that uh, raised me and then my dad in Philly, who's my uh, my father. He uh, so anyways, my dad here in Knoxville, he um, he's actually been in some of these movies as well. And he, you know, he's a star of a couple of these and, you know, so he's, and even if he's not the star of it, like he will help, he will help, you know, anything I might need. So like just everyone in my family have, has been nothing but supportive. Um, and it's been like really, really exciting to kind of get your family involved with the whole thing, whether they're acting on screen or they're just cheering you on and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, I plan on hopefully one day my son will want to, be a part of it too so it's uh definitely a big family affair going on yeah well i can only imagine that uh you know having your family so involved is probably the most rewarding and sometimes the most frustrating part of the whole process you if, if you're at your actors are also at thanksgiving i feel like that can get a little dicey <laughs> nah no we i mean seriously like it everything's so laid back and as far as my process goes with stuff mm -hmm. like especially when it works with family it's a lot easier to direct them actually because you know I can talk to them a different way. Not like, you know, mean or anything like that, but it's like, Hey man, come on, dude. Like, you know, I can, I can get onto them a little bit more and whatnot. I'd say the biggest frustrating thing with, uh, is my brother. He'll show up late to every set. And I so I have to kind of tell him like an hour early before everyone gets serious because I know he's going to be late. So, uh, but other than that, he's uh, everyone else. I mean, everyone's great. And we just, we have so much fun and we celebrate everything too. You know, we, we, we do all these, you know, theater screenings together. We do the film, uh, festivals or uh, conventions uh, we'll do private watch parties at home you know all these things like we just we love just it, it's a really great way to uh, spend time with each other also so it's uh, yeah it's, it's cool it's a cool thing yeah no that's awesome so I want you to tell people how they're going to find these films how they're going to find the comics your podcast just plug those if you would sure thing uh, so everything you can find on strangefilmstudios.com uh, we have a YouTube page that's got a pretty good following on there. So strange film studios. If you check that out, uh, we have a good Facebook page. Uh, if you're on Facebook, strange film studios and on Instagram, I like to promote too. So at strange film studios, 
Uh, you can find pretty much how to get our comics. Um, you can watch all of our movies for free anytime on YouTube and our website. Um, mm-hmm. You can uh, see our podcast links on there as well. Uh, yeah, so all that stuff is pretty much on those uh, on those uh, social sites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I really uh, appreciate you having me on. Thank you again. So that was August Aguilar. Great guy. Enjoyed speaking with him. I have checked out a great deal of, of his films. Like he mentioned, they can be found on his website. The link to that is in the show notes. Also has a YouTube page where he's got all these films up and then also his podcast and all the other things that he's doing. So highly recommend checking those out. Both of those links will be in the show notes. Uh, You know, like he mentioned, he specializes in the, the horror area, but just even in that, he's got all kinds of different genres, whether it's, you know, monsters or serial killers or all these other things too, slashers. I think that you're going to uh, to find something you enjoy, uh, even if it is not um, normally your, your cup of tea. Uh, there's some suspenseful ones that I think that uh, anyone can, can really enjoy. Um, I, I found them all to be really fun. Um, I, I like what he does. You know, it takes, you know, I, I think all these blockbusters, of course, there's a lot of, of, uh, you know, detail and, and, and work that goes into that. But there's something to be said for somebody who shows so much story and, and does so much with, with less. You know, obviously having a, a lower budget means you got to get a lot more creative. And, and I think that's where the creativity really shines. And, and that's where his films shine a lot. So I, I think big things are are in store for August in, in Strange Film Studios. Look forward to seeing what the future holds. Hopefully you'll follow along with him on that on that journey. Um, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, appreciate you being here. I uh, really urge you to, to follow us and, and uh, keep up with, with some of the great guests we've had in the past and, and ones that we're having in the future. Not Enough Podcast on Instagram. Not enough with Jackson Huff on Facebook, jacksonhuff.com. Appreciate you checking all those out. Leave a five-star review if you would on Spotify on Apple. Leave a written review on Apple. Even more amazing. Uh, but if, if you do nothing else, catch us next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think Or, hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.